Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. I am excited because there is always a word from the Lord. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. And uh, we're um, going to get ready to get started. Uh, we want to have a word of prayer. Uh, I got a few um, prayer requests uh, tonight. Real quick, I normally don't do this, but I just feel like that, you know, um, the devil is just trying to have his way with the people of God. And we need to stand together um, in prayer, okay? Because, you know, uh, God's word, this is the only way we can come back. Um, the devil, and that's why the Lord is, you know, fighting us so hard when we try to get ready for Bible study on Monday night, when we try to get ready for Bible study on Wednesday night, the Lord just, I mean, the devil just be like, no, I'm going to throw this, 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 and this in front of you, and then you get sidetracked, okay, so now my sister um, was taking her husband um, to work about 4.35 o'clock in the morning, uh, about uh, two days, three days ago, and um, a guy hit them head on. By the grace of the Holy God, the car was told the airbag blew up in my sister's face, so she's still having some blurred um, vision, okay? Um you know, uh, blood vision. She's still having some blood vision. Um, she went to the hospital. Both of them, uh, my brother-in-law had uh, a gash in the top of his head that had that, you know, had the stitches and everything. So, um, glory to God, they both, you know, came out of it, um, you know, pretty much okay. Um, they ended up getting a new car out of the deal because their car was told This guy ran the red light. Her light was green. The other guy's light was red. And as she came out into the intersection, he smashed her head on, okay? So um, I want to ask you guys to keep my sister. Her name is Tracy, and my brother-in-law, um, his, his name is Ed. Um, also, uh, I want you guys to um, pray for my brother. <laughs> Excuse me, his name is Carl. You know, it's a very, you know, um, deep situation with him. The only thing I can tell you right now is, He's just very strong out on drugs, and he is very lost. And um, I dealt with him over the weekend. You know, I took him off the streets. I fed him. I, I let him shower at my home. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I tried to minister to him as best I could. But, you know, um, after a couple of days, he was starting to feel better. Um, he had a full belly, clean clothes. He was ready to go back out there in the street. And the last thing he told me was, you know, sissy, he calls me sissy. He said, sissy, if anything ever happened to me, just know I love you. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it went the wrong way when I pulled off, but I just came home and I just laid out before God for my brother. You know, sometimes uh, we have to go to God for our family members, and, and I'm not even asking God for any particular thing about my brother. I just said, you know, Lord, help. Do whatever it is that you need to do to, to, to help my brother, whatever the case is. You know, um, he's just only been out of prison uh, not even a month, so he's already violated parole. So, uh, you know, if it means he's got to go uh, back to prison and, and do some more time, at least I know he's safe and I know he's eating. So, you know, that might not be the free news syndrome that everybody else got, but this chick right here is ill. He's got three hops in a cup, and I know he's living and breathing. He can go right on back up in there. So y'all just pray, you know, 
that uh, the Lord intervenes on behalf of my brother. Uh, I know I don't know about the kids um, where you guys live, but the kids here start their um, uh, testing tomorrow. So you know, Harmony, she went to bed extra early because she's an extra overachiever. So uh, just say a prayer, you know, uh, for uh, her that she does well on the testing. All right, so. Let's go ahead and have a word of, of prayer real quick, and then we're going to get right into this word because we got some stuff to tidy up uh, from last week, and then we got to go right in, because uh, I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get through two chapters tonight, 25 and 26, we'll see, because 27 is a doozy. All right? So, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you as humbly as we know how, God, um, please just, um, uh, uh, hear the prayer request tonight, Lord. Cover those people. Um, you know, let them know not to lean onto their own understandings that you are a sovereign God. You are uh, um, above all God, and you um, decide. You know what their fate is, God. Just you know, just um, love them and, and and just you know, take care of them right now, God. Um, as we study your word tonight, please give us wisdom, clarity, knowledge, and understanding. So that we can learn your will, your way, God. We, we cannot combat the devil if we don't know or have a least an understanding of your word, God. So we're just asking you tonight to just, you know, give us wisdom and clarity and um, knowledge and understanding of your word. Bless those that are here. Bless those that, you know, for whatever reason are late tonight, God. And we ask you um, in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So last week. We worked on chapter uh, 24, and it was about uh, a man uh, finding a wife. Technically, uh, he didn't find the wife. His servant, his father told the servant to go and find the wife, okay? We learned about the kind of the dynamic of her family members last, uh, last week. We're going to run into them or messy family members again uh, later, okay? We'll be dealing with um Isaac's son, Isaac and Rebecca's son, Jacob, okay, because of Jacob's action, it's going to cause him to uh, have to go run for a little while, go on the run, all right? So now, um, also in uh, Genesis, um, basically, chapter 24, uh, we talked about the bride herself, okay? She was working. She was humble. She wasn't lazy. She was kind, okay? She was generous. Remember, she had to, his request was that not only would she get uh, uh, water, uh, she would get, um, she would feed the camels as well, all right? So, um, you know, the thing is, there's a lot going on in Genesis. Chapter 24, okay? So the type of person that Rebecca was, okay? And then here we got the servant, the servant of um, Abraham. He went to Abraham's God. It wasn't even his God is what the scriptures say. It says the God of his master. So he knew enough to go to the God of his master and pray and ask um, 
um, and pray and ask, um, you know, ask God specifically what he wanted and what was needed um, in, a, in a life, in a life. And what I love about it is, never did Rebecca know that doing a humble task for a stranger would make her the bride of a wealthy man who was in a covenant relationship with God. Look at there. So just for coming out and doing something simple as watering the camels, giving the water, giving water to a stranger, all right? Because she is going to become the mother of Jacob, and then he would become the father of the twelve tribes of Israel. That is just the most interesting story. I cannot wait till we get to that. All right. So now. Basically, um, the servant was checking her out. I like how he did. He didn't say, like, he didn't tell her up front what he wanted. And that's sometimes how the Lord works. If the Lord showed us, uh, you know, what was going to come down the pipe, if the Lord showed us, you know, things like, um, uh, this is what's going to happen, um, you know, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. See, the Lord sometimes don't work like that. Sometimes we have to just walk by faith and do something for somebody without expecting anything in return, and then God will give the increase. You know, um, in, in the chapters coming up, um, I think it's 25, yeah, 25, the, the chapter coming up, 25, our words for the week are faith is living without scheming, okay? Faith is living without scheming, because if you've got a scheme to get it, like my sister used to say, come on, girl, we got to bust the move. We got to go in and uh, over and around and sideways and sideways. We got to stick and move. We got to bust the move. And I was like, what does that even mean? Well, sometimes, girl, we got to be a little shady. Now, I understand this was back in the day. In my 20s, probably. Uh, you know, we were a little shady. So faith is living without scheming. If you got a scheme to get it then that is not true faith, okay? So faith is living um, without scheming, all right? So again, Rebecca was kind. She was pleasant. She was humble. She was happy. Remember, he wanted somebody. Notice that um, at no time did the scripture say she was beautiful. She had long hair. Uh, what's the song say? A big button of smile. She didn't have, the scripture didn't say anything about the outer appearance. He was looking for the inside in her character. Okay? He wanted to see what type of wife she was going to be. Now, I'm telling you, after, after some of these uh, next few chapters, you're going to wonder, Rebecca, but you've got to remember what type of family she came from. Her brother Laban um, was a no joke. He was a schemer, a trickster, a shyster, as we call them back in the day. That, that kind of shows my age, a shyster. Okay? He was up to no good. And some of that family trace later on, um, Wears, wears off onto um, Rebecca, all right? So, but listen, when she was asked to make a choice between staying with her family or going to be with Isaac, she said, I will go. 
these are Arabs. Remember, we got Israel on the Arab side, and you have Keturah and her children. Okay, later on, you're going to see a lot of conflict in between um, the, the, the children. Because remember, Isaac is still uh, the, the promised son, the covenant child. Okay, so he's the covenant child. So Abraham makes sure to protect Isaac at all costs. All right, and that's what happens when you go down to verse 5. Go to Genesis chapter 25, verse 5. It says, Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, but unto the sons of the concubines. Notice that he had other children. And notice that they call them concubines. All right, so um, it says, which Abraham had because he had them. Okay, remember I told you it might have been lawful to have more than one, but was it morally right? You know, Abraham was just a man. I'm sorry, people that worship Abraham. He was just a man. He made mistakes, but he always came back and, 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 and repented and was restored, okay? So it says here, right here, but unto the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac, his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. Now listen, it may sound cruel, but you got to remember, Isaac is the covenant uh, son. He had to marry within the family, okay, because of the covenant, okay, and what God said. These other children married Outside of the family, they married um, people in the surrounding areas. Um, they married um, Egyptians. They married uh, uh, all them foreign people right along with their foreign gods and with their pagan gods. Okay, so that's one reason why God sent them away. Okay, because he don't want that foolishness around Isaac. That's why um, people always say, you know, um, the the, the uh, children of Israel were set apart. Listen, when you enter into a covenant relationship with God, you take gold to some of the places that you used to go. You can't hang around people, some of them, that you used to hang around. Why? Because the same thing you used to do in your unsaved uh, state, you don't want to, oh, well, you know, I could just repent, the Lord forgive me. You know, but why even put yourself in that position, okay? Stay away. You know, take off the old and put on the new. All right, so let's keep going. Uh, and these are the days and the years of Abraham's life, which he lived a hundred and um, three score and fifteen years. All right, so let's see, a hundred and then three score score is twenty plus uh, so three score is sixty plus fifteen is um, seventy five. So Abraham was a hundred and seventy five years old. Okay, so a hundred. Three score, a score is 20, okay, a score is 20, so it says three score, that's 60, plus 15, 
So that's the 175. All right? Okay, unless my math is wrong, but uh, I don't think it is. Uh, because I double check, but I always do anyway. Um, so Abraham goes up to God and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and he was gathered to his people. And his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, bury him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephraim, the son of Zohar, the Hittite. Remember, that's where, um, that's the, the uh, piece of property that he got, which is before Mahmoud. But look at there. Isaac and Ishmael must have buried the hatchet because they buried their father together. Okay, so there is, and it's right there in Scripture, Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah. So they were together, all right? They were together, all right? So basically you could just pretty much see that the presence of uh, Ishmael and Abraham's funeral shows a reconciliation between him and Isaac. You know what? That's a good thing, all right? Um. Basically, the field which Abraham purchased of the uh, sons of death, there was Abraham buried and stored his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well, Lahar Roy. Remember, that is that well, um, it means a well of oath. That's the one, um, it's the same well um, that the father, that his father Abraham uh, was near as well. Uh, what's so funny is it is uh, um, 25, is, it talks about that well, and 26, they're going to be fighting over, over some wells, so I'll tell you. Uh, excuse me, now, but he sent us up Ishmael, verse 12. These are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, third of her, made there unto Abraham. Notice it did not say Abraham's wife. It does not say the wife. It says, Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid. That's what it says. So remember, she was a slave, pretty much. She was a slave. And so um, these are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names. Now, we're not going to go through all these names because these are Ishmael's descendants. You can read those on your own. But those are Aram, um People, you know, a good thing that I like to do is when I see names like that, I start researching them. I mean, you know, we're talking about um, covenant relationships, and Israel is not part of the covenant, okay? But they give his um, 12 uh, uh, sons his tribes as well, okay? But then you don't, you know, you don't really hear about it anymore. Uh, excuse me. These are the sons of Israel. And these are their names by their towns and by their castles, 12 princes according to their nation. Okay? Verse 17. Because remember, all the way back in Genesis chapter 16, the Lord told Hagar, go back, submit yourself to your mistress. And uh, um, he was going to take care of Ishmael. Remember, Israel is still the son of Abraham. I call him the trickle-down blessings, you know, who you attach to. So because he is still a descendant of Abraham, he still um, uh, got something, or he still was blessed. But Isaac is in a covenant relationship. All right? That's the, that's the, that's the big difference. 
All right. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, 130 and 7. And he gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people. And they dwelt from Havilah unto Shur, that is before Egypt, as thou goest toward Assyria. And he died in the presence of his brethren. All right. So when it talks about Havilah, uh, the last time we heard of Havilah was in the Garden of Eden. Okay, that's the last time um, um, we talked about Havilah, I think. Um, basically, if you go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, y'all can just write this down, and I'll just read them to you, okay? And y'all can go back. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, And the river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from this it was uh, parted, and became into four heads. The name of the first is Python. That it is which compasses the holy land of Havila, where there is gold. Okay? So uh, I remember when I heard uh, uh, long, long time ago, you know, this is before you know, I started studying uh, the Bible uh, for myself. Every time I heard somebody speak about Havila, they said Havila means gold. And so when I read this in the scripture for myself, I said, well, that's not what it says. It says the land of Havilah where there is gold. Okay? So, it, it, you know, where there is gold. All right? So the next time somebody says Havilah means gold, uh, well, don't correct them, but just know that you know better. Okay, and that's found in Genesis um, chapter 2. You can start at verse 10 and then, you know, go down uh, um, to verse 11. Actually, you can even read 12 because it talks more um, about the land. Okay, it talks about the God of the land is good. Uh, there is the devil and the onyx stone. It's, those are some pretty um, uh, diamonds, okay? Those are, those are beautiful. All right, so uh, that's, that's why I saw um, Havila mentioned. Uh, and then uh, it also talks about, uh, and saw smoke the uh, Amicalites from Havila until thou comest to sure that is over against Egypt, First Samuel chapter uh, 15, verse 7. All right, and I think... Um, I think David was around in there some somewhere or two near Habila. So just know that Habila and Shur is near Egypt. I know Shur, the word Shur, S-H-U-R, means wall. Okay, so there's like an area, like 35 uh, miles or so from the border of Egypt. It's, it's called, it's the land of, it's called the, um, uh, uh, sure, it's like a wall, okay, it's a wall. But there is a little town around it, and then there's a desert area, okay? You will be interested to know that when the children of Israel left Egypt, they were in the desert of Sure, that's where it's at. Okay, so sure is in the Bible um, a lot. Okay, so Havila. So, yeah, so sure, again, like I said, uh, it's several times in the Bible. It's located along 
Mount Sinai. So um, in 16, Hagar was on when she was left. Uh, she got mad. Uh, she left uh, Sarah and uh, Abraham, and she was on her on the road to Shur when she was met um, by the Lord, who told her to go back. Um, to Sarah, okay, and also uh, the 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 Exodus route when the children of Israel uh, left. I know they were in the uh, the desert, okay, the the wilderness. Um, sure, okay. So it's 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 close to Egypt, but it's not in Egypt, okay. It's close there. It's close. All right. So let's go back um, to the scripture. Um, and these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, okay? The daughter of Bethel, that's his cousin, okay? That means something, so remember that. Write it down. That's his cousin, okay? Not his sister. I'm giving you a hint. That's his cousin, all right. The daughter of Bethel, uh, the, uh, of Bethel the Syrian, of um, Padam Aram, and the uh, sister to Laban the Syrian. Now, basically, Padam Aram was also called Mesopotamia. Remember, that's where um, uh, Abraham told his servant in chapter 24, go to Mesopotamia and get, you know, my son uh, uh, a spouse, okay? Basically, it's east of Palestine. It's, um, and it's chief um, city, the, the, the chief city in um, uh, Padamaram or uh, Mesopotamia is Haran, okay? That's his brother. Remember, I told you guys that it was um, Abraham's brother. He had um, Nahor and Haran, brothers. Okay? So that's where that's at. All right? Um, and Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. All right. So now 20 years, um, that rolled around, and Rebecca still had no child, okay? So Isaac went to the Lord and said, hey, um, uh, what happened to, um, you know, this promise that you made my father, my wife ain't having no kids. Now I'm paraphrasing y'all in the Bible. But um, the thing is, he felt that he could go to the Lord and ask the Lord, hey, what's up? And believe you me, waiting, um, if you notice, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of waiting in the book of Genesis, okay? Abraham um, waited 25 years for Isaac. Isaac waited 20 years for Jacob. Jacob worked 14 years to get his two wives from Laban. That's um, Rebecca's little brother, uh, Leah and Rachel. And then Joseph, uh, the son of Jacob, waited 20 years to be reconciled with his brothers because remember his brothers got rid of him. <laughs> I'm telling you, family dynamics, we all, um, we all have one. I'm just saying. Everybody got uh, somebody in their family. Sometimes they just make them scratch their head. I'm just saying. All right. So that's what's going on uh, with that information there. 
All right. So just remember that God's timing is never wrong. I know sometimes we get impatient. It is totally understandable. Even I get impatient. But I have learned as I grow in God's word and as I grow in the Lord, in my relationship with the Lord, that, you know, I'm not going to get my way all the time. That I am going to have to be uh, 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 a little bit more patient, or in my case, a lot more patient. And um, I pray every day, you know, Lord, um, give me a softer uh, tone uh, with the children. Uh, Give me a softer tone on my job, because sometimes my boss, you know, tries to treat me like a second-class citizen. But, you know, they're going to get money, so I got to be quiet. I'm just saying, I don't take no stuff, but... I got to learn, know uh, when to hold them, and know when to fold them. You know what I'm saying? I can't just always um, say what's on my mind. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's how you know that you're growing in the Lord, because not everything you think comes out your mouth. But you also got to be careful what you think, because some stuff you can't even entertain. Um, I saw a... a Post on Facebook. It's not my mouth. It's my face that that needs deliverance because now that's my problem. Instead of me saying what I'm thinking, my face shows it. So I'm y'all, y'all pray for Sister Dan because I'm trying. You know, I understand. That's another thing. Um, when you're dealing with the Lord, know that you know that you know. Accept yourself, flaws and all, and start working on what you can work on, and then give the rest of it to God. I knew that smoking cigarettes was, number one, bad for my health, and number two, I have a call in my life. Once I accept that calling, I could not continue to smoke cigarettes and study God's word, much less teach it. I had a problem with it. I knew it was wrong. So I started praying on it, and I got the patches. I did, I think, eight weeks of patches, and when I took that patch off, I never smoked another cigarette. Matter of fact, I never, from the day I had my last cigarette in November the 10th, 2012, and November the 11th, which was Sunday, I got up, I took a shower, I went to church, and I haven't smoked a cigarette since. Even when people light a cigarette around me, now it's so that I cannot stand the smell of cigarette smoke. And I was a heavy smoker for 35 years. I, I used to tell people, I love the smoke. I ain't never going to quit. I tell you that's what I said. But the Lord had other plans for me. And some things just don't go along with some things. All right? All right. So now, uh, true prayer Meaning, be concerned about God's will, not our own works. Remember, when Isaac went to God in prayer, it was God's will that had not come to pass yet. Okay? Because, you know, faith is living without scheming. All right? Faith is living without scheming. So if you're going to take it to God, Leave it there and let God work. If you've got a scheme to get it, it is not, it is not, it is not faith. Okay? All right. So it says here, and Rebecca's voice conceived, verse 22. 
and the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I left? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. All right. This is God answering Rebecca's request. She's asking, what is going on in my belly? Because up until this time, it's not recorded, if there was. This is the first set of twins in the Bible. So, it's kind of rare that you got two babies in the belly when everybody else is having one. It's a rare occurrence. And not only are they two different uh, babies, there are two different personalities, two different nations, uh, 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 two different paths. The, um, um, it says in the scripture that the... Um, says here that the elder shall serve the younger. Now, in biblical uh, times, the elder, my kids say it all the time, I got firstborn life, okay? Your firstborn, usually, the firstborn son, now women did not count, I'm sorry ladies, but we didn't have no voice back then, I'm just, I'm just going to keep it 100. Uh, we didn't have a voice, but the firstborn son got, um, uh, what is it, two-thirds of the uh, inheritance, okay? And then, the, you know, the rest of them, you know, split up the rest of it. But uh, basically, the firstborn child got the, got the blessing as well as the family and a double portion of the wealth, okay, or whatever the family had, okay? So, but he's telling her, that the elder shall, shall, uh, shall serve the younger. Now, God already told her this in Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. He told her there are two nations, two manner of people. All right? One is going to be stronger than the other. And the elder shall serve. So he has laid down the law or the rules of what's about to happen. He's telling her in advance. So you don't have to scheme, which she does anyway. But why? Excuse me, if the Lord doesn't tell you what's about to happen, he don't need your help. My uh, pastor, long time ago, used to say, stop trying to help God out. Because all you do is make a mess uh, of everything, okay? So God does not need our help. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, I used to have a friend of mine used to call people like that peepers. Um, every New Year's Eve, we had a box at the church. And the pastor used to tell us, you know, to write our request, you know, for the coming years, you know, whatever, whatever. Put them in the box and we're going to pray over them by the box. He said, some of y'all come back and peek inside the box to see if the request has been met yet. Or those are called peepers. So once you request it from God, leave it alone. Now there's nothing wrong with every now and again, you know, Lord, um, I, I, I said a prayer, you know, and I trust that you, you know, you heard me. But remember, we read in the scripture last week, God hears us immediately when we pray. Remember, he told Daniel, it took him 21 days to get the answer back to down to Daniel. 
He hears us immediately when we pray. He hears us. So we don't have to keep going over and over and over. No, I'm telling you, it's either a lesson or a blessing. God sometimes has to prepare us for the things we are asking for because if we if we are not prepared, we'll lose it. Or we won't treat it right. Listen, your friend, uh, Sister Bella, is the main one, okay? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in helping people. And I want people in excess. So, if I ever won the lottery, which I probably wouldn't because I don't even play, but if I ever won the lottery, I'd be writing massive amount of checks to people that I knew needed help. Especially people that I knew needed help. Like, I know you. You know what I'm saying? So, People wouldn't just get random checks from the mail, 100,000, 200,000. I would be broke, I'm just going to be honest. I would probably be broke within maybe a year or maybe two, depending on how much money I want. Due to the fact because I know what type of heart I have. So, what Lord does is, He wants me to help people in other ways, like teaching God's word, uh, you know, uh, being able to, I have a home, you know, I can, uh, my grandkids can come here and stay anytime they want, anybody in my family can come here and stay anytime I want, my godchildren can come here and stay anytime they want. So I just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm able to be a blessing that way, but I cannot give you what I don't have. So the thing is, God is preparing her for the blessing that's about to come. She, on the other hand, tries to help God out. Now, even though God doesn't tell you to say it right here, we see it in Scripture. Highlight it. She knows what's coming. Okay? And you must believe that she probably told her husband as well. So Isaac, uh, Isaac knew what was coming, okay? Because the Lord spoke to her, and then she probably went and told, you know, Isaac. Because back then, you know, they never go down. I like everybody knew, everybody knew when something was told to one or the other, okay? All right. And when the days um, to be delivered were fulfilled, Verse 24, behold, there were twins in the womb. And the first came out red, all over, like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three, four years old when he married them, because remember, he went. To God, he married Rebecca at 40. By the time he was 60, still hadn't had no kids. All right? So he went to the Lord. The Lord, you know, heard him. And not, not only did he grant him one child, he granted him two. Okay? Now, even though that seems like a blessing to some, for this family right here, it kind of splits. Um... It kind of splits the family, okay? It kind of splits the family. All right, now let's talk about Esau first. Um, as I said before, the first twins in the Bible, um, 
Esau means his name actually means Harry. And um, they say, the scripture says he came out with uh, the nickname for that, or the name for that is Edom. E D O M. Edom. Okay? Now, y'all know Sister uh, Dora, uh, as soon as I hear a name, I'm like, I have heard that name before. Okay? So I started doing some little research. Now, Esau is the um, uh, patriarch, so to speak, of the Edomites and the Amalekites. Both are enemies of Israel, which is Jacob. Okay? Jacob had a name change uh, to Israel. Okay? So, the Edomites and the Amalekites are both enemies of uh, Israel. Listen, scripture records basically long-lasting feud between the Amalekites and the Israelites. So not only are these two brothers going to be into it, they think they're going to be, their descendants are going to be into it. Listen, the Amalekites were so horrible, God told uh, them to wipe the Amalekites off the face of the earth. In Exodus chapter 17, verse 8, verses 8 through 13, he said, wipe the Amalekites off the face of the earth. Okay? Why? Because these guys were uh, plunderers, basically. They were, uh, 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 what do you call them, nomad people. They were uh, 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 desert people, but they were also plunderers. Um, they were very brutal. They practiced um, severe brutality toward the Israelites. All right, um, it's just a whole lot that was going on. Um, there was one guy who was in um, the guy in um, the story of um, Esther. That guy there was an Edomite. He was an Edomite. Um, Hayden, that's his name. I could, I had to sit there and think about it. That guy there, he tried to wipe out the entire Jewish nation in the book of Esther over a lie. This time he ain't not even a lie. He got mad and had a little problem with Mordecai. That, that was the whole issue. So instead of just being mad at Mordecai, he decided I'm just going to wipe out the whole daggone group of people. And, um, you know, over the um, over the years, over the the uh, ages, people have tried to and unsuccessfully tried to wipe out um, the Jewish nation and have not succeeded. All right, so that's um, a descendant of of um, Esau. All right, so his name was uh, in the Book of Esther. You can find it was Haman the Agite, okay? The Agite, basically, is a descendant of the Amalekite king, uh, Agag, all right? So that's how it traces back, okay? It's in Esther um, chapter 9, verse, uh, verse uh, 5 through 10, all right? So you can trace Esau's people all the way up through the, um, the book of Esther, Okay, because each time God told 
them that, you know, tell the people to write them out. Um, you know, Saul, Saul didn't um, act like either. Basically, um, Saul, God told him, uh, God told Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15, um, punish the, uh, the Amicalites for what they did to Israel when they um, messed with them when they came up from Egypt, okay? He said, go across the Amicalites and totally destroy everything that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, cattle and donkeys. When I tell you God was not even praying, and these are descendants of Esau who just came out of Rebecca's Valley, okay? All right, so, you know, but he didn't know it. Uh, he told him, um, he told him, you know, hey, he uh, attacked the uh, Amicalites, but he didn't complete the task. He allowed, like, um, the king, Agon, uh, to live. He took a uh, plunder for himself and his army. God said, don't take nothing, destroy everything. Then not only did he do that, he lies about his reason for what he did. Alright? So listen, King Saul's rebellion against um, God was so serious, he was rejected by God as king. That's in First Samuel chapter fifteen, uh, verse twenty-three. Alright? So when you see these names uh jump out at you, do a little research on find out um you know, why? Um, something else. Um, Esau was like a well-off-outdoors guy who was a successful hunter, okay? He was pre- uh, preferred more by Isaac because he was everything Isaac was not. Isaac was a quiet, meditative kind of guy. He all did what he was told. His father said, Mary Hunter, he said, okay. You know, his father said, don't leave this area. He said, okay. Like, he's very um, peaceful and calm and, and cool. And he does what he's told. He don't make waves. He does show me, you know, I'm going to show you more than I can tell you kind of guy. He ain't putting up the stick coming out my belly. Abraham, he don't get it. Uh-uh. He was going along, and he's quiet. So now Esau is the exact opposite. Okay? Uh, 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 his daddy told him, uh, uh, I just father told him, who to marry? Like, he's done that, here you go. Esau, on the other hand, takes two wives that are off the chain. I, I call them sisters because they was off the chain. But um, the exact opposite of Isaac. So everything Esau is, Isaac is not the father. But his, so his father was more inclined to, to, to like him. Okay, that was the father's favorite. Okay? Um, Isaac also liked eating the food uh, Esau caught and brought home. Remember, he's a successful, a skilled hunter. He's a big, rich kind of guy, an outdoorsman. All right? Um, he was also worldly and did worldly things and did not care about the things of God. Remember, God. The, the scriptures say, before you was in the room, I knew you. Um, so God already knew what was coming down the pipe with these two 
as sons, okay? Now, Jacob is the exact opposite, okay? If you um, just want to put it nicely, Jacob was a mama's boy, okay? He stayed around the house, you know, he stayed up under his mother. Um, he was a homeboy. His name, Jacob means, may God protect. May God protect Jacob, okay? Actually, in the Old Testament, it was Jacob. Y with a Y, okay? Uh, it wasn't a J, okay? It was Jacob was, was how it was in the Old Testament. Remember, it's Hebrew, all right? Um, Rebecca preferred Jacob over Esau. Why? Well, number one, the Lord had already told her in advance who was going to be doing what and what child was the child of promise. Isaac knew. And Rebecca knew. And you can probably imagine that Rebecca told Jacob as well. Okay, so probably all three of them knew. Everybody trying to knew except for Esau. All right. Um, Jacob had been divinely chosen by God before birth. Um, again, Jacob sounds like the word Achab. A Q E D, meaning heal. Okay, heal. And Achab means. Also, it means uh, watch from behind or overtake. I remember, uh, everybody always says that Joseph, that uh, Jacob came out, uh, uh, he was a hill catcher. And it says it right there in the scripture, uh, verse 26. And after that, his brother, uh, after, after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel. And his name was called Jacob. Okay, so uh, Jacob or uh, Jacob sounds like the word Achab, meaning heal. Okay, and then um, the other word, it, there's two words. There's Achab, A-Q-E-D, meaning heal, and then Achab or A-Q-A-B means watch from behind or overtake. All right, so after birth, Jacob grabs. Um, his brother's heel. Okay? So, again, faith is living uh, without scheming. All right? So, I, um, basically, um, Isaac was a quiet man who meditated. Um, and just think, Abraham and Jacob pretty much were more famous than Isaac. Isaac did not called the weapons, and he didn't do a whole lot. He basically just did what he was um, uh, told. Isaac more so kind of just um, uh, ran, so to speak, from his problems, which we're going to see in uh, Genesis chapter 26. The main thing is, though, even though he moved around, God still blessed him. God still um, kept his promise, okay? And it says here, um, the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in the pits. You see, he stayed around the women, you know, uh, probably learned how to cook and clean and, you know, the house stuff, the women, the women things, okay? And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison, but was better loved Jacob. Well, there's always a problem right there. When you favor uh, one child 
every other, it is always, always, always going to cause conflict in the home. Take my word for it. Okay? It is always going to cause conflict in the home. Um, you know, the sad part about it is God had already um, told them, listen, this is what's going to happen. Everything is going to be, like I said, it's going to be, everything is going to come to pass. Trust me, I'm not this, but I don't know. So now, Isaac and Rebecca waited 20 years for a family. All right? They finally got the the child that they wanted. Not only one, they got two. All right? Um, Now here. Basically, the thing was... um, the babies in the room were struggling with each other, which is a foreshadow of how they were going to be and how their descendants were going to be, okay? Uh, all right, so basically um, the scripture says uh, uh, struggling, or the Hebrew word for that means to crush or oppress. All right, so basically what that suggests is her feeling when they're not normal because their kids were fighting on the inside. All right, so she went to the Lord for herself and asked, okay? So now imagine basically Rebecca surprised when she learned that she was going to have, you know, two children. They would be struggling with each other all their lives, descendants as well, and each child would produce a nation. All right? Two nations, Edom and Israel. So Edom, Edom and Israel. All right? The younger would master the older. All right? So this is not the first time God chose the second child. Even with Israel and Isaac, God chose the second child in the covenant, as the in the covenant relationship. Same with these two. This is uh, Jacob was the second child. All right? He chose Jacob the second born. All right? So uh, basically, God made the choice, and God never makes mistakes. Even though uh, these patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they make a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes, they still go back to the one true and living uh, God, okay? All right. So next week we're going to go into these two uh, young men because uh, the fight starts next week. I call it uh, a sibling robbery. So the fight starts uh, next week. We're going to talk about um, what starts the fight and then what happens because Rebecca's going to make some decisions that's going to, uh, mess her up, all right? Also, in uh, Genesis chapter 26, uh, Isaac is going to be doing some traveling. And you'll know what I mean when we get to <laughs> Genesis chapter 26. It's going to be travel, 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 travel. All right, very good. So now, um, uh, God bless you and God keep you. I want to thank everybody for um Uh, uh, Tuning in tonight, and I appreciate you. Have a great evening.